Hey, Kate, are you ready to get into some good trouble? Hell yes, Mary. I'm ready for some good trouble. You're listening to Good Trouble NYC. Welcome, Mom. Mama. <laughs> I'm not your mother. No, you're not my mama. Sorry. I'm your sister from another mister. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Today, we're bringing something a little bit different to you because... Obviously, we're Good Trouble NYC, emphasis on the NYC, so we're giving you some very important New York City advice today. Hell yes, we are. <laughs> Isn't all our, our advice? But like, Great. especially. Okay. Because we all know the troubles of finding an apartment uh, in New York. We're just diving right into it today. I hope I never have to do that ever again. I hope you never lose this apartment because it is something special. I'm never leaving. You can't. <laughs> no, I can't. Literally. The way that Kate found this apartment, granted during COVID, but like you have an absent landlord. I actually no longer have a super anymore too. Uh, oh, he's 86. He just quit <laughs> after 30 years. So I have no super landlords MIA in Europe. So ideally, that's not the best situation, but she's made the best of it. I have made the best of it. I pay literally nothing. So honestly, when she hits the fan and if I have to pay for it, I will. Yeah. I made my own rent. <laughs> I signed the lease for something else. Now I pay 200 bucks less. Yeah. And I've been doing it for like two and a half years. Now, I wish that everyone could be that lucky whenever um, they move to New York, but you got a good COVID deal. I did get a good COVID deal. Some good karma from good energy from wherever the fuck it's coming from really blessed me with this. And it's going to be our pet a whenever mm-hmm. we're older, too. Yep. So Kate is the a rare anomaly that easily found the little gem and diamond in the rough. But otherwise, finding an apartment in New York is probably the most stressful, nerve wracking thing that you will ever do while living here. I looked at like 25 apartments in two days with mom and Aaron when I looked at this place. It's absolute insanity. Insanity. You're waiting for lines. You need to come with your checkbook. You need to come with all of your W-2s, your bank statements. If you're not making 150K, you also need to come with your parents bank statements and mm-hmm. w-2s because they will have to sign on as a guarantor yeah which is not common in other cities erin never had to do in boston or san diego no other city does this and that's why whenever you first come here and you're like contacting your parents being like hey what's your bank statements how much do you make i need a letter from your employer they're like what the fuck yeah they're like excuse me who's paying for this apartment yeah exactly and it's absolutely ridiculous because realistically no one makes four times the rent no unless they're a multi-billionaire which yep. sure there's some people there but that's are. not us whatever we're 20 this something apartment was like 80 times the rent crazy i had to get three guarantors what the fuck yeah i'm, I'm like i'm begging all my family members i need everybody to sign on at this point i've been grandfathered into my lease because i've been there for so long that we just like scooted my dad and michaela's dad off as the guarantor list we're like no bye no yeah good See, I hear that. Yeah. Honestly, though, like you could be the most level headed, smooth person and apartment hunting in New York will make you want to rip your hair out and turn you into the most anxiety ridden person. And the broker's fees. They're just unlocking a door for you half the time. Like you find the (laughs) listing on Zillow, Street Easy, whatever you're using. You reach out to them. They go, yeah, I'm having an open house. And then if you want it, they're like, oh, yeah, one month rent three grand Brokers for opening the fucking door are the biggest scam it's literally 15 percent of the rent so you're paying them anywhere between five thousand and nine thousand dollars up front after you sign for the apartment after you put in your security deposit yep after you have I've the application just one month fee rent too 
Okay, that's nice. That's more reasonable. My first apartment, I've only had to go through a broker's fee one time. And granted, I've had three apartments in New York in the eight years I've lived here. I've never had a broker's fee. I was way too broke for that shit. That's nice. <laughs> yep, I wouldn't even look at them if they had broker's fees because I was like, I can't wing it. That's a smart way to do it. I think it was different for me because like out of everyone, like even in my old friend group, Ashley and I were the first people that had an apartment. Yeah, you're right. That got an apartment. You did. So we were so far in the dark about it. Yeah. But like, Honestly, I'm glad that I had that broker for that first experience because I would have been like, I should I live here? Should I not? Like, yeah, exactly. I kind of learned what area I wanted to be in and like what to look for in an apartment. Yeah, you definitely. I think it's so smart when people come here and they'll do an Airbnb for a month or sublet for a month and really learn different parts of the city that you enjoy and then want to really sign a lease. Because if you come in blind and just sign a lease the first day, you have no idea. You haven't walked around the neighborhood. Mm -mm. You don't know. One of my friends from high school, he actually moved up here. He stayed in an Airbnb for five months and he just signed a lease. Five months? Crazy. I don't know how he survived, but at least he has a lease. But going off of what Kate said too, yes, it is so important to find a neighborhood that you vibe with. But we're your seasoned New Yorkers here on Good Trouble NYC, and we've lived here for almost eight years. So we kind of have an idea of the prime neighborhoods that you'll want to live in right whenever you first move here based on accessibility and affordability. Agreed. You already know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Hell's Kitchen. Easily. Because I was actually going to surprisingly say Kips Bay. Okay. I I know you love Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) There's still a lot of empty storefronts from COVID since COVID compared to, I think, the East Side. But I think you probably can get a better deal in Hell's Kitchen. That's where I'm coming of at. That. That's the main reason why I think Hell's Kitchen is such a great area for first time New Yorkers, because it is relatively affordable compared to all of the trendier neighborhoods. But it's just as easy to get down to them because there's train hub spots all around. Oh, yeah. You have... Times Square right there. You have the one, two, three, the ACE. You can hop on the shuttle going across town to the east side. Mm-hmm. You're right by Central Park, which is really nice. You're right by the West Side Highway. Yeah. There's Restaurant Row. Restaurant Row. There's a lot of like good places to eat and stuff. And so I would definitely recommend that area. I feel like that wouldn't be on a lot of people's lists, but it has the same charm in some areas as like the Upper West Side, but still is a little bit more lively and just as affordable. It's definitely more affordable. Yeah, it is. Um, Kips Bay, I want to hear from you. I do. I think if you're moving to the city, there's a lot of bars, coffee shops. You're right by the East River. Mm -hmm. You're still a walking distance to parts of Midtown. Those trains that run there, it's like the 6, the NQRW, that yellow line. Yeah. It's also a young crowd. A lot of people are moving here out of college, though. Yeah. Like, those are, that's the demographic. Or, like, young professionals, like, in their mid to early, late 20s, I will say that. Like, 26, I think 27 is your cutoff for Kips Bay, where you're like, okay, I'm aging out of this area. Yeah, and there are a lot of first-time New Yorkers that move here right after college, which now I understand why you picked this. Yeah. Makes it for a great first-time spot. too. There's more affordable housing over there, I think, as well. Yeah. And... I feel relatively safe walking around there late at night. I mean, things are always open. You have some great parks up there as well. You have Madison Square Park. You can walk right down to Gramercy. Yeah. I never lived there, but like Allie's new spot is perfect. Yeah, that's true. Perfect. My friend who I just said lived in the Airbnb for a while, he's over there now too. Yeah. 
East Village, great neighborhood, lots of bars, restaurants, whatnot. But the prices are hiking up so much in this mm-hmm. neighborhood. You see all these old tenement buildings and they're now all completely redone. Yeah. Like they're gorgeous, but we know three guys that are spending like seven grand on a three bedroom <laughs> apartment. That makes me want to throw up. In the East Village in a walk up building. And that's a shitload of money. Yeah. Juliana's apartment was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Our too. girlfriend Juliana lived on. Sorry, she doesn't live there anymore, so I'm going to say it. She lives on 13 and A, which when you're by the park, it can get a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're so close to 14th Street. 14th Street is a fucking shit show with the amount of homeless. Yeah. And like mental illness and drug addiction that's on that street. And she was spending like, I think it was six grand for the whole apartment or a little for bit a more. Bed. Yeah, for a three bed, yeah. $2,000 each. On a, on a fifth floor walk up. Insanity. Yep. But then, you know, these people that are spending that money on the apartments, they are having the dishwasher and the washer dryer. So it depends on your priorities. Also, I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have a washer dryer. Yeah, you should also lower your expectations a little bit for the amenities that you want in your building if you have a budget. Because like Kate said, she does not have a dishwasher. I luckily do. If you want to spend two grand in a three bedroom (laughs) apartment on fifth floor walk up, you can have a dishwasher. But I would recommend just... No. And honestly, a dishwasher is a rarity. It's not as rare as washer dryer in the building or the unit. But really think about what you want out of your apartment before diving into the first one that looks good. Like make sure it has the amenities that you're looking for. Also, speaking for someone that has a no-show landlord and no longer has a super, having a attentive super I think is something huge difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. Like a couple of my lights are out right now and I need a ladder and I'm actually borrowing one from Block Dad because I don't have access. I can't call a super. He was also his in his late eighties. Like there's no way I'm letting this man get on a ladder. No. So like super that lives in building. There's a couple apartment buildings in my neighborhood that the super lives in building they're always on top of the building i all i always see them fixing things doing things so i think that's something i never even thought to think when moving in here you know i moved in the first day had him at the super the door breaks in the first 30 minutes i open up the door and the doorknob falls in my hand i'm locked in the apartment then i'm shuffling stuff in and out of the apartment i see someone be like hey i can help you the box i think it's my super the man is wearing no shoes. He was homeless. <laughs> I'm alone. Mom and Aaron were like, I'm not helping you. Like, this is now your seventh apartment in New York. We're no longer helping you. So I'm just shuttling things by myself. And I look at him. I'm like, shit. I'm like, yeah. he's like, and then he's standing in my empty apartment with me. Do you have any money? I'm like, oh, God. I was like, come out to my car. I have money. Give him like $10. It's Still COVID, hand sanitizer, a couple clean masks, and like granola bars. I wish I could say that wasn't a common occurrence, but like it definitely is. Also, my front door is broken on my apartment, so all my shit gets stolen. Oh, yeah. I just push right in. Yep. I'm like, hi. Yeah. People are like, I can't open the door. I'm like, freaking push the door. It doesn't lock. I promise you. Push it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be some issues with your apartment. Know that no New York City apartment is perfect. No. My building this past winter, it was so hot and cold with the heat. There were a few weeks where we had no heat. And frankly, it was a very mild winter. I was totally okay with that because I run hot when I sleep and I like to be cold. Mm -hmm. But then whenever they finally fix the heat, our apartment was 95 degrees for three weeks. And we know this because we kept a thermometer in there. It got to the point where like things were melting off of our wall and we emailed them and we were like, hi, we understand that like 
it's a law that you need to have heat, but you got to be able to regulate it somehow because this is dangerous. Yeah, actually. and you're like up on the fourth floor too that I, I mean, heat rises. Yeah. Science. So uh, not to scare you off or anything, but these are just some of the typical things you could experience. But whenever it comes, if you are ready to move here, which definitely recommend your checklist. Put the expectations low. Yeah, have some low expectations, but go into your apartment hunt knowing the neighborhood that you want to live in, Mm -hmm. number one. Two, know the amenities that are non-negotiable for you. For me and Michaela, it was a dishwasher. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about you guys. Well, it was more so Michaela's pick, but I am on board with it now because I hate doing dishes. Yeah, Uh, my dishes will sit for a week, but that's because I live alone, so. Yeah, so that's acceptable. And three, have your tax forms, your income, everything ready because you're going to need it. Mm -hmm. And a checkbook to leave a deposit. Yep. And once you find that apartment where you feel warm and cozy, get ready to write it down because you need to be the first one to hop on it because it's not going to stay for long. in the first... and the first one. Yeah. Whoever gets their shit in first, that is wins. Yeah. And it's so common to move year to year here. I really recommend finding a place that you can see yourself living for a minimum of two years because moving here is just a disaster in itself. Well, I know so many people that I work with that are rather their rent went up by $500 and they're like, I rather just pay it because by the time I have to pay a broker's fee and a moving fee... It's going to be that much. It's going to be thousands of dollars. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad. Michaela and I, we just re-signed our apartment. Signed, sealed, delivered. We're staying Hell at 312 yes. um, for another year. And by the time that this lease is up, we'll be there for four years. Yeah. Which is crazy to think yeah, about. Yeah, it is crazy to think about. But we negotiated our lease down. We pay $3,300 for a two-bedroom. Okay. She pays $100 more than me because her room is slightly bigger. Mm -hmm. But I was frankly very happy with this price that we were able to negotiate it down to because there's another two-bedroom on our floor that is smaller that just went on the market for the exact same price. Oh, perfect. And this is how much our apartment was going for pre-COVID. Okay, great. Yeah, so that's really, really nice. But don't be afraid to negotiate with your landlords too because there is a little wiggle room. There's definitely a wiggle room. They also don't want you to move out it be empty for two months. They're going to have to put money into it, paint it, clean it, renovate it, pay a broker, whatever it is that they rather you just stay. Yeah. I think that we both love our apartments so much, but don't get us wrong. We have had our fair share of horror stories oh along the way too. I had one roommate that hoarded her room. She wasn't doing well mentally and she was hoarding the room so bad she was sleeping on our couch every single night i was like all right this isn't fair to me that you're now living in the living room so her family came into town and helped her clean they found like bags of taco bell mcdonald's everything luckily we did not have a bug problem but that was like my biggest fear of having (laughs) a bug problem that you could have been very close to having a bug problem oh yeah it was just you two right just us and i had a mouse problem down in the west village where i went they the apartment across the hall was empty so you know they're doing construction mice and shit it happens i went and picked a bag of pasta from the pantry and i picked it grabbed it all the pastas fell to the floor because a mouse had yeah one of my ex-boyfriends, he came for the weekend and a mouse chewed through his backpack to get to a granola bar. Like, that's how that bad it was. That happened so quick. So quick. I remember being there one morning and we woke up and there was squeaking mm-hmm. and you guys had set a, tra- a sticky trap. Mm-hmm. And, there was and a then mouse we would scream and our man, the landlord that lived there, came up and got it for us. I think <laughs> mice 
are so much worse than like roaches. You will find a roach in your apartment. Yeah, you will. You thousand percent will. It's hard to get rid of mice. That's the issue. I think I've been so lucky. I've only had one instance with a mouse and it was already dead. Okay. Have I ever told you about this? I don't even know. What apartment was it? My current one. No. Yeah. This was a few months ago, actually. In my closet is my shoe rack and behind my shoe rack is my dirty clothes hamper. Oh, you did tell me. I briefly remember you telling me this. Yeah. So that's just where I keep my stuff. And there was just like a smell coming from the closet. Oh, wait, the smell was a dead mouse. Let me finish. I had not done laundry in a while and I genuinely thought like, shit, I really need to do my laundry. Shit's starting to reek. But it just smelled like death, you know? But I didn't even think about it. I was like, fuck, whatever. So I was leaving for D.C. for a few days and Michaela was going to be sleeping in my room because she had family or a friend staying over. Oh, yeah. And I told her, I was like, hey, uh, my closet kind of smells just like don't open the door or like, will you smell it for me? And she was like, yeah, that smells kind of funky. She's like, do you think something died? And I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. But then she bent down and looked under my shoe rack and she was like, Mary, there's something fucking under there. And we discovered this as I was rushing to leave to get my train. Like I had 30 minutes to get down to the station or else I would have fucking missed my train. So I was like, I'm so sorry to put you through this, Michaela, but you got to get the the mouse out of my closet. (laughs) I I can't do this right now. I'm sorry. Oh, you're an A1 roommate. (laughs) So she did. She put coffee grounds all over the floor to get rid of the stench. But like the mouse was dead. So it, I don't know where it came from, but it just decided to curl up and die in my closet. (laughs) Wow, poor Mikel. <laughs> but at least we have not had any mice after. No okay. trace, no droppings, nothing. That's good. I have had a kind of a scarier story where my previous apartment got broken We're into. We're really going to scare off these listeners. Eep! It's kind of funny because it's also like... We're being real with you guys. It's, this is just bound to happen at some point. It's New York shit. After seven years, you'll collect your own stories. <laughs> you will. All right. So my last apartment, it was also in Hell's Kitchen, but I was on 43rd and 9th. My apartment building, actually my exact apartment, is known for one of the biggest drug busts in Manhattan's history. It was a heroin den in the late 2000s, and they were caught. Whatever. It was like $8 million worth of heroin. Hell they were yeah. cooking up in there. They were cooking it. So... My exact apartment already had some sort of a reputation. The building also had a renowned drug dealer. Don't know his name, but he was sketchy as fuck. So anyway, him and his cohorts, this is the scary part. They had been watching us. That's the scary part. Okay, because we got robbed midday. Me and my two other roommates, we were only gone for a two-hour span. My one roommate at the time, we went two doors down for brunch. The other roommate, don't know what the fuck she was doing, didn't like her. Anyway, we're really well into our boozy brunch. We're feeling it, whatever. And I get a frantic call from the third roommate. And she goes, it's gone. It's gone. Everything's gone. And I'm like, what the? Huh? What's yeah, gone? You're like, what I'm, do you mean? I'm living life. I'm having a boozy brunch. And she's like, you need to come home right now. Turns out, oh, well, we were on the ground floor. The window wasn't locked. The people came in. They stole a bunch of valuables. Don't scare me. I'm on my ground floor. <laughs> you're more safe because you just have like a back garden yeah the no one it's has not access accessible. to and you need like a ladder to get up exactly like my window i don't even have a fire escape if, I, if there's a fire me and dennis are jumping yeah. like 10 feet you're good i mm-hmm. feel like you could stick the landing yeah yeah so that's fine but my apartment anyone in my building could get back into that area because technically even though it was our private backyard it was connected to our building's laundry 
Okay. Yeah. So they were watching us. They came in. They stole laptops, digital camera. I had a pair of Tiffany's sunglasses. They stole one of my roommate's wallets. And I worked in food at the time. I had a brand new Magnum bottle of (laughs) Belvedere vodka. And they stole that too. So I was really fucking annoyed. Anyway, we called the cops. The cops came and... Lo and Didn't behold, they take their sweet ass time? Oh, they took their sweet ass yeah. time. It took them like three hours. But I'm actually very glad that they stole my one roommate's wallet because she had notifications whenever her card was getting used. These thieves were really, really dumb. They went to Times Square and decided to go on a shopping spree. They spent like $800 at a Foot Locker. They were spending like $300 at a smoke shop. So like these charges were so close to where we lived and they didn't start happening until the cops showed up. Mm -hmm. So the cops actually tracked them down and were able to catch them. And they caught them with some of our stuff still. I I got the uh, uh, sunglasses back. One of my roommates got her laptops back. But they found them with the empty bottle of Belvedere. So these motherfuckers literally got drunk and went on a shopping spree. Mm, Did you ever guys ever press charges? Yeah. Noelle actually testified in court and they all got sent to jail. Really? Yeah. Never received damages from what they oh, stole. That's but, and honestly, Do even you have though, renter's insurance? No. I don't either. <laughs> don't learn from Mikhail has been yelling at me. I need to get it. I do too. I should. <laughs> but honestly, even though that was a pretty scary situation in the moment, I am very, very glad that I got broken into because, hear me out, it led to Mikhail moving in and we've lived together for five years and she's my best friend. So I love that. It all worked out. My apartment, this one right now, when I moved in, I was talking to a woman that's been here since 1984. She's lived in the same apartment. Mm -hmm. But she goes, oh, yeah, you live on what number? I'm like, oh, number whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, your apartment used to be a shooting gallery. I'm like, oh, for artists. And she's like, no, people just like go hang out and like shoot up and do drugs in your apartment. I'm like, oh, so people have died and there's some weird fucking souls in here. Honestly, I feel like that's kind of the, the charm. I Paulo Santo the shit out of it, so it's fine, because Dennis once saw a ghost, I swear, and it scared the fuck out of me. I I know that there are ghosts in my building, but I don't think that there are any in my apartment. Good. And I don't want to know. No, we don't need to know. They can just live amongst us. Yeah, they can live amongst us. Just, like, don't talk to me. So, yeah, I hope that we haven't, like, scared you off from coming to New York because, frankly, <laughs> it is the best city in the world. It is. It is a great city. And as long as you have the right resources, which I think we provided you with at the beginning of the episode, it is going to be smooth sailing and you'll be having <laughs> a great first apartment or any apartment whenever yeah. you get here. Yeah, whenever you get here. So that was a lot of talking. But now we can tell you what's going on this week. Because we have some interesting things going on. We do. I'm dating 10 men tomorrow. Whoop, 10. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Speed dating, baby. Mary's finally doing speed dating. Where is it? It is at Lenox. Where I've been that? there before. It's the speakeasy inside the 28th Street subway station. Oh, hell yeah. I'm interested to see how it's going to pan out because it's a very, very small venue. Mm-hmm. But Do you need reservations there? Y- y- usually. Yeah. Yeah. But the drinks are great. Um, the atmosphere is amazing. And I'm just excited to finally go to an Amber event and see what it's all about. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm going to dinner tomorrow night. Ooh. I have a date. I'm only dating one man, though. I only have a date with one oh! man. Yep. We're going to um, Mono Mono, which is right here in the East Village. It's such a cute Korean spot. Mary gave me some wrecks. We're also kind of celebrating... 
guys, we're like checking another thing off my fucking checklist. Yes. I got an email this week that I'm going to have a written offer for a new job by the end of the week. Lucky girl syndrome. Lucky girl syndrome. I love how everything is happening like a domino effect Oh, it is. I got the car. Check. Getting this new job. Check. What was the third thing? <laughs> there was an engagement ring. Oh, we're not doing not we're check. Not, we're not checking. We're staying single this summer, yeah, ladies. We're not checking that. We one have out. our uh, contract signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, yeah. No one. We no. got we got the sneaky links down pat. <laughs> we're working on it. Working on it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Oh god. But you're gonna love. I really hope that you love mono mono because between you and me, guys, usually you just go to Italian spots. I feel like you always suggest Italian spots. I suggest Greek spots. Okay, Greek spots too. I'm a Greek girl. If I'm going out, I want Greek. I'm excited that you're venturing into Korean food. Thank you. Yeah. Also, the place is just so fucking cute. I think that it's going to become one of your favorites. And it's so close. It's very close to me. Yes, we both have dates tomorrow night. So I'm excited to talk about those next week and talk about my sign, sealed, deliver, written offer. Yes. So that's some good news that's coming up from this week. Last week was a little crazy. Oh, we had our big derby party. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. The weather was perfect. The weather Everyone was perfect. Beautiful. Oh, hey, I have to. The vibe was weird when I walked in. It was a little empty. It was. It was playing some funky music. That Jazz I, music. Jazz I music. I guess that goes with the derby. Yeah. But all the like when I've been to like the Saratoga races and like stuff like that, like horse derby shit. I didn't experience jazz, so I walked in and I was like, whoa. I was like, I might just even be a little too tipsy for this entertain this ambiance right now. Nico really likes to start the parties off classy. Okay, yeah, he yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I, you know, sucker down a great bottle of rose while I was there, doing some shroomy shrooms and You guys were on one when you got there. <laughs> I got I- like three three guys I had just met. We had all the girls come. We got our Good Trouble merch and stickers Eight. in. I'm flashing everybody putting the stickers over my nipples on the roof. Yeah, it was very <laughs> I fun was like to the watch. Free entertainment. <laughs> I was very glad that I was sober for I, this so I can picture this vividly in my mind I for years to come. I want to hear your point of view of it. Okay, honestly, I had so much fun. I did. And that's something that I was like, am I going to have fun with this? Because I know that people are going to be very drunk. But it's so true that it's the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And even whenever you're your silly, goofy, kind of off the wall self, I was enjoying it so much. Even though, please don't try to put me under your dress when you're not wearing underwear again. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I had Shannon down on the ground. I was like, just get in my dress. And she's like, Kate, you're naked. I was like, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. So I sat there. I don't At what point in the night? Were you sitting on the ground? No, you were just like, come on under. And I was like, no. Come get done to my dress. No. <laughs> I sat there sipping my Celsius out of a champagne flute. And I told you, if you put something time. in like a fancy glass, no one questions shit. No, it was perfect. No so I really shit. enjoyed that. And then we met up later in the night. Yeah. And I honestly didn't stay at the derby party very long, but it just, I liked getting dressed up, but I needed to get out and I didn't want to stay in one place. Yeah, that's okay. We bopped around a lot. We went to Burrito Loco, which is hilarious. Squirrels? Why? Why? Yeah, we got squirrels. Why? So it's a place we used to go to in college. We went underage. All you had to do was like show a credit card and we drink these drink squirrels and they're half margarita, half sangria. So me, Shannon, and the guy get off the train. We ditch everybody else. And we're like, where are we around? I'm like, 
Sham, we're by Burrito Loco. Let's go. We go, we get food. And we sit down, we're like, three squirrels. This poor guy is like, what the fuck is a squirrel? We're like, you just have to drink it. You can't question what's in it. It's this frozen drink. Then we bought back to the east side. We were just hopping around. I did, though. I knew. It was like midnight, and we're at Bar International. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't not feeling hot like you know i can go home now and get a good night's sleep and or i can stay out till 6 a.m and i looked and i was like i'm out i'm out guys i'm out and i like slowly did an exit out which i was proud of yeah i admire that you're able to recognize whenever you're like fuck i need to go yeah I need because to you're go. good at doing that i need to go it's a fight or flight i've been better at the flight lately which is great <laughs> Because used to, I used to just fight. This is, it's like one of those instances where I'm very glad that we have everyone's location. So I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, she got home. She got home. She's mm-hmm. safe. It's mm-hmm. good. Exactly. Yeah. I went home at 2.30. I sat around drinking. I actually got a recess. Do you know what those are? Yeah. Yeah. They're like adaptogenic drinks. Yeah. That Wait, was where great. did you order that at? Just at the bodega. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Because I went to like a frat party. Oh. Yeah, you guys went to that party. I totally forgot. Yeah, it was right next door, and it was with a bunch of guys that had recently graduated college. Oh, Actually, Jesus! I have to tell you this conversation Who that I had with this guy. You? I don't even fucking know. I oh. don't know. But you're gonna laugh at this conversation, and it makes me. I never want to speak to someone who is younger than 25 again. Again. So this one guy, his name's Colorado because he's from Colorado. Okay. Like his actual legal name. I couldn't tell you, but okay. that's what, Could be what he told name. me. Okay. But he was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I work in beauty. And he's like, makeup, what's the best? And I'm like... <laughs> um, I kind of love the question. I was like, well... He could have just been like, cool. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like makeup artist, makeup product, makeup brand, all of it. The best Middle Eastern. Wait, what? I was like, huh? He's best- like, the best Middle Eastern makeup. I was like, I don't have an answer to that sir he's like okay okay so so makeup's for people with acne yeah and i was like uh not exactly anyone can wear makeup skincare like skincare is important you have nice skin he's like oh thanks yeah i was like you know the most important skincare is sunscreen and he's like oh yeah i know all about sunscreen i live up in the mountains you know as soon as people step outside they get sunburned because we're so close to the sun up in the mountains in colorado and speed Probably. <laughs> then he's like, my mom, she can't go out in the sun, though, because she got melanoma and she covers herself completely whenever she goes outside. And now because she can't tan, she goes and gets spray tan so much so that she looks like Donald Trump's sister. But no one will ever tell her that. Wow. And, he's really unloading. And I was just like, I'm okay. sober for this whole conversation <laughs> and I'm trying to make eye contact with yeah, someone. Someone I'm come like, save me from this conversation. I walked away and laughed out loud for like five minutes. I was Good. like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Yeah. But honestly, it was really fun yeah, and really funny. Was. And the first like sober party, like long, long day, a party hopping, bar hopping oh, yeah, and everything. We were all around uptown, downtown, east side, west side. It was great. I loved it. Good, and I'm it glad. was so much easier than I thought it would be because like I said, I had friends around that like didn't question me and were there to support me throughout yeah, all of it. Yeah, of course. And we'll always support you. So, yeah. And I love it. And I want to say like thank you to everyone who has reached out to me about last episode because hearing your supportive thoughts and words are awesome too. And it makes me feel less anxious about the whole entire thing. And I like my mood has shifted completely That's already. Great. Yeah. I come from a long line of people with addiction. A therapist said to me, there's three things when talking about substances, there's misuse, there's abuse, and there's addiction. I was completely mind blown 
when it was broken down. Did she frame it in a way that like one is a stepping stone that leads to the next? We discussed it even just like in my past of being like, all right, so the mis- the misuse is me blacking out one night. The next day, it's like, all right, do I go sweat it out, you know, take care of myself or do, you know, I have the famous hair of the dog. That's that misuse and abuse. Mm -hmm. So you're getting into that cycle. And then if you're in a cycle so long and you can't stop it, you're then moving on to that next step of addiction. Yeah. I really appreciate that she laid it out like that. I never heard it like that. Like I've been to plenty of meetings with my family members you know, I hear my family openly discuss about their addiction and them being sober. And I've never heard anybody broke it down like that, that I loved it. That needs to be more mainstream because like, I think that puts them to perspective kind of the things that I've been feeling around it too, because I definitely would not consider myself an addict, no. but misuse is definitely along there. And I hate that. There was no terminology that no. I knew of. So no. the misuse and abuse, I'm like, love this. This is really like hitting the nail on the head, whatever that phrase is. Yeah. That needs to become more mainstream because I think that more people be, will be open, open and willing say, to admit whenever they have a problem because not everything falls into the realm of addiction. Yeah. And when you just say like, oh, I'm not drinking, they're like, oh, are you an addict? No, I just misuse it. Yeah. Or like I've been abusing it lately that I need to take a step back. We need to like just start incorporating that into our lives and maybe hopefully it'll catch on. It will. It should catch on. Yeah. Shout out to Kelly. She's fantastic. <laughs> Is she accepting new clients? She's always accepting new clients. <laughs> Great. Please pass her info along to me because I kind of need a therapist. She's too. fucking fantastic. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we K- covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're covering KP's uh, therapy session today. We, we got a lot. I feel like I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. I like what we talked about today. God, I did too. I think it was a really good recap and exciting yeah. shit that we're doing this upcoming week. Oh, the only other oh. thing that we need to shout out is we have a big weekend. We do. We have our Bessie's birthday, our little alley cat. Allie's turning 26. Poof, poof. We're going to do a chill Mamma Mia night, order in some food, hang with the girls, kick it back. And, and Will. S- yep. And Will. Sorry, Will. <laughs> and then on Saturday... We'll hit the town. We'll hit the town. We'll have a great time. Maybe take a joy ride. And do you have a name for the Jeep? I didn't I didn't officially name the Jeep. Maybe we have to vote this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna take yeah, a Jeep ride, go to the beach, get some coffee. Yeah. So we'll have a lot to catch you guys up on next week. Yeah. But until then, you stay in some good trouble. Good trouble. Adios. Bye.